1: It isn't abnormal to see messaging about the importance of having a squad when you are a female. How does this messaging impact women who don't have a squad, especially ones that date back decades? Today, we get honest about what it is like to be a solo act in a world that tells you that that isn't okay. You're
0: listening to Honest Women, the podcast for every woman who's trying to juggle the relationships, roles, and responsibilities that come with modern womanhood and finding it all just a little harder than she thought it would be. We're your hosts, Andrea Berkeley and Jessica Hutchison, your new besties who just happen to be
1: therapists. And while we believe that life is hard and there's no tip or trick that will solve that, it does get just a little bit easier when we can be real with each other and talk about it honestly.
0: You're listening to Honest Women. Hello. Good
1: morning. Good morning. How are you on this day?
0: Whatever (laughs) day is (laughs) on this day. On this day, I am. I'm frazzled. I'm a little frazzled. I think a lot of times people probably think that we have it all together, which I don't like. It like just listen to some of the back episodes. You know that that's not true. But a lot of times, as women, we just we look at what other people present. Or like these little glimpses that we catch of them and we imagine that that best moment is their every moment. And like let's just like be really explicit. That is not how we live. Like if you see me and you're like, oh, wow, she has it all together, it's like a Bigfoot sighting. <laughs> I don't. <laughs>
1: so. Today's topic certainly comes up inside my office, but it also resonates with me personally. Yeah, this whole notion as females about having a squad, right, or a tribe, right, mm-hmm. girl tribe and girl, girl tribe. squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're on like water bottle stickers that right. my daughter likes buys. You know, it, it's right. in your face. The notion of if you are a female. Mm-hmm.
0: You should have a tribe, right? What about you? A group of women. Come up for you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is part of, I think this is baked into our culture, like you said. And it starts when we are so little. I think we expect little girls to play nicely with a group of little girls. And I think we like expect little boys to run into each other and then run away, you know? Oh, totally. Absolutely something. I mean, this is one of the most frequently talked about issues with my clients. And it's one of the most frequently felt like heart issues for myself, for sure.
1: Oh, same. If we know that pop culture, both directly and indirectly, sends Mm -hmm. us these messages that we should have a squad, how does not having one impact us? Mm -hmm. This topic truly is one that personally I have wrestled with internally quite a bit when I first moved out to the suburbs I had to kind of start from ground zero with Mm -hmm. friends so I had made some new friends and one new friend I made we became really really close really fast she kind of took me under her wing or what I felt was taking me under her wing Mm -hmm. and we did end up having a falling out I had confided in her at one point point. Talked about my own insecurities with not having this lifelong group of friends. Um, It's a huge insecurity that I had. Mm -hmm. And at the time, she was super supportive about it. But when we ended up having this falling out, she very directly told me that it was weird. And that clearly something was wrong with me as a person, as a female, right? And I kid you not, like I went home and cried for hours that Mm. night because it stung so I mean, it basically, she basically reinforced or told me that it is weird
0: and that something was wrong with me because I didn't. What you hit on there is the most important part is that somehow we've been told that this is a part of being like inherently good as a female, that this is the expectation that you will have this like gaggle of women for all time. And that if you don't, you're weird. It's not just weird, it's like deficient.
1: There's yes. something
0: wrong with you. It's a shame. It's oh, not, shame. I'm bummed out. I wish I had that. It's, there's clearly something wrong with me. Or like you said, sometimes well, someone will say that to you. Well, I have a group of friends since I was 10 and there's something wrong with you. How wow. do you not? That's so weird. Right. When there's actually a hundred million reasons why you would not. Oh, there's that so many.
1: So when I was putting together my thoughts on this episode, I went to... Google, I pulled some of the quotes out because I thought it was interesting. So one of them said, if some women have a hard time with friendships with other women, it often comes down to a past failure of two friendship requirements, positive feelings and shared vulnerability. Another one was, it might be that you somehow make others feel inferior. These were two, and I could have pulled more Those just came from really well-known publications, so I used them. What do you think about that?
0: Oh, my gosh. This is so bananas. I mean, again, it's so cultural that it's baked into what? The, like, reporting that we have on the topic that every woman just naturally has, like, at least 10 friends for, like, the last 30 years and that there's something wrong with you if you don't. When there's so many innocuous reasons that you might not have a group of friends and it's not about you being terrible. But this is like so clearly, if you don't have this, you are deficient. If you don't have this, it's because of you. It puts all the blame back, right? I mean, even the words past failure. Right. Right. Like right. that one, it, like, it was like, wow. Like whose failure? Is it mine? Are you saying so it's my failure? failure? I failed
1: because right. I don't. And then the whole, it might be because you make others feel inferior. Oh my gosh. So that one, I could go all day and getting on a real big soapbox about, right. okay, so you're essentially saying to fall into a people-pleasing behavior in order to not make others feel inferior. So mm-hmm. don't stand strong, girl. You got to make sure you make others feel good about themselves and if you don't, well, they're not gonna want to be your
0: friend. Oh my gosh. Oh, I didn't even put those two things together. That's so insidious, right? Like right. well, you have to be you have to be able to generate positive feelings from others about you and you have to be vulnerable, but You can't make people feel inferior. So like you have to be exciting, but not too exciting. You have to be talkative, but you can't take over. And you have to be pretty, but not too pretty. And you have – it all – it's all right there. And if somehow this very rare occurrence that you don't maintain relationships with people for many, many, many years or whatever, or have 20 friends that are your besties, that you're deficient in some ways, that you failed –
1: You failed. That's cuckoo. I I had to actually stop reading some of these articles after a while because I was getting so angry about something Mm -hmm. that was completely outside of my control. I mean, it was just something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, plain and simple. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. And I then have to think about having a daughter who is 10 years old, right? And seeing it play out and I mean, I got to own my own part. I have thrown that stuff at her as well. Not from a standpoint of you should. I kind of go the other way where she tends to lean towards hanging out with the guys more. And me saying, well, yeah, because guys are easier. They don't hold on to things. Mm -hmm. And then I'm at fault
0: because that just perpetuates the problem. Right. Just as much. Well, and you're, you might also not be wrong that like relationships with boys at times can be, and they're different than relationships with girls. The way that girls and the way that women socialize can be so predicated on like who's in and who's out. Mm, And that need to be in And I will show how in I am by how out somebody else is. Like that stuff can last for a really long time. I just think that it's more simple sometimes with boys. I mean, boys can have a falling out, they go through social things too, but boys can have a falling out and also have like a coming back together. But if someone decides, they need to be more in and you need to be more out for that to happen in girl world. Like you could be done forever.
1: The I, I don't work with a lot of high schoolers in my specialty, but the ones I do, oh, mm-hmm. the girls, it's like you get oust by the girl, mm-hmm. you're out. Like you're out. Like that follows you throughout the four years and that struggle to just belong and to find that group.
0: Yeah. I think that as we grow up, our expectations for men and women are very different. You see, it's considered like totally normal for an adult man to not have any friends. Now, some do. And some have a group that they hang out with typically around a shared activity. Oh, I golf with these people. Or I just happen to live in the same place that I went to college, and so my college guys, like, we get together and drink beer and watch this like, sporting event. And I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but let's, let's be honest. That's what it yeah, usually let's be honest. is, right? Yeah, yeah. In our world, it certainly is. It is. And then I think for women, the expectation is that you will hold the social threads of yourself- the community and your whole family. Mm, mm-hmm. Not only are we feeling responsible for creating a social lives, uh, our own social lives, but we feel responsible for the social lives of our kids. And I feel like this time of life, where you have kids in school, it's all of these messages about how you should be in a group are echoing on multiple levels, right? And trying to feel like, am I a part of a group or like who's a part of a group or who do I want to sit by or who wants to sit by me or did I say something weird? You know, I'm trying to like set myself up there. I'm also thinking like, oh, like if I don't do this well, what about my sons? What about my oh, daughter? Yeah. You know, will they have Don't friends? say the wrong thing. It's all on me. It's so heightened. Oh, it's so heightened.
1: And it's really hard not to project your own. Either I want my child or my children to have what I didn't, or, oh my gosh, they don't because of me, right? It's me, right. hi, I'm the problem, right, right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and then culturally speaking, n- no, you're literally told it's yeah. because <laughs> yeah. you're the problem. There are, though, a number of reasons why some women... Have groups that date back
0: decades and years, and others don't, right? So let's go through some of those. Yeah, really boring reasons. So totally boring. one of them was like you said, you moved. Okay. Yeah. Well, I grew up here. I went to college, you know, many states away. I spent my first professional years in a completely different state. Then I came back. We didn't maintain relationships. I didn't maintain relationships. When I was at college, I wasn't. We didn't have text, to be honest. When I was at college, we didn't have text. Well, well, we did, but it was like
1: you had to hit like the five, like three times to get an L, like we all have
0: carpal tunnel in our 40s from like trying to text. Yeah, Totally. Well, to be fair, you know, we're all supposed to be like present now. Look, I was present, okay? When I was at college, I was with my college friends. And then when they were gone, they were gone. Yes. I don't know if that's my own attachment stuff or it's just like – it's introverted stuff. I don't know. I don't maintain – I'm not good at like long distance or whatever. I just didn't do that. There's nothing wrong with me. Like there are people who grew up in my town, went to college in my town. Their families live in my town and now they live in my town. I don't know. I was going to say a rude word. Um, I'll say <laughs> those ladies have friends, the same ass friends. That they've had since they were five, and their moms yes. played tennis together. That is great for you. I I wish I did. Yeah, like, I did. Would, right. I hear you. That would be awesome. It's like I know, this. I'm, weird I'm getting thing. rude. I'm getting really. I'm getting kind of bitchy
1: right now. You know why though? I know why you're getting bitchy because it's the same thing that I would get bitchy about too. Because there is. I'll be honest. Sometimes I I, I envy. Yeah. That stability, yeah, right. So I have very close friends who will say, "Oh, every year I go on this trip with like my high school girlfriends." I'm Mm -hmm. very envious of that, and even though I don't know why, I think more so because it it hits my own insecurity of I should have that, totally, right? Even though if we look at the reasons why, you know, I didn't have one home as a child; I had lots of different houses with divorced parents, so. I was kind of trained to find yep. new friends, Yep, switched to elementary schools. Like, that's just what I did and all I knew. I never stayed in the same place. And so a lot of my friends who do have these big groups, they grew up in, like, one home with their, you know, parents in the same town and their parents still
0: live there, which I, I think that might be what I envy. Yeah, or even, like, you know, a lot of people from – our high school, go to the state school. And then a lot of the kids at the state school are from the state, right? Like, even totally. if all your friends from college, it's only a an ask that you guys travel to the big city once a year, like you can maintain that a little bit easier. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to
0: do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member Um, I heard you mention divorce and I just was wondering, do you... Okay. Hmm. Lay it on me, sister. I feel like I'm going to make people nervous saying this out loud. I'm going to say it anyway. I do think that as women and as moms, Mm -hmm. we do create the opportunities for our children. At the oh, beginning, yeah. the social opportunities. This is something I've been very aware of as a parent. I want you to feel socially secure. So I'm gonna set up a play date and another play date. And I'm gonna call that mom and I'm gonna be friendly, even when everything inside of me is like this isn't what I need. I don't or want to want do as this. a human. Right. I'm gonna do it because I'm trying to give you safety and stability, security, whatever. You know, in my town, when I think back to growing up, we were one of the few families with divorced parents. Same. Both of my parents worked. Again, another factor, right? A lot of moms stayed home. A lot of moms went to the same gym. A lot of moms played tennis together. And those those families just naturally did everything together. And so a lot of the girls who were like the cool girls who were in that group, yeah, because your parents, your moms were all on the tennis team. And then your parents all got together. And my own parents, because of divorce, we lost our wider Mm -hmm. social circle. I think that it, there was a little bit of that. Ne- neither of my parents is super like into groups, but whatever we had before their divorce, we lost it. You you are right, which really stinks for women. Right. It does that really it stink. All does
1: fall, but it's just interesting as we're talking through it to look at it from the lens of what was modeled for us and how that sets us up later in life. And I don't think having – different groups of friends during different seasons is a bad thing. No. I think there's a lot of growth that comes from that.
0: Totally. I think what we don't want to say is that none of this matters. We're not saying that. What we are saying is that there's a million reasons why you, our beloved listener, might not have the same group of girlfriends that you had when you were five. This is one of them. Yes. Yes based on what your own family was like, based on, you know, things like like a divorce that was a bad one, like having two working parents and your parents naturally just don't have quite as much space to socialize. Um, or we've talked about having a village. Like if your parents had very little support, they probably weren't able to get out there and make social connections. And that does impact you when you're little. Is, you oh, know, yeah. a lot more than it does when you're a little bit older. You might not have a tribe because you've gone through a life stage change. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're the first of your group of college friends to get married. Well, they're all out there doing something that you're probably not doing so much. And that's one change. The next change, when you have, you're the first one to have a baby or the last one to have a baby, you're in a totally different life stage totally than different. your friends. And you might go, yeah, well, we were super close when we were all partying together, but now I have a baby and I actually don't want to go out to dinner at 10 p.m. and they're all just like getting wasted on the weekend and they're ha- they have all this freedom and I need childcare and it just doesn't survive. Exactly. Well, because we go
1: through these life experiences yeah. that alter us. Mm-hmm. Right. And and the bigger they are, the harder they are, the more traumatic they are, the more it alters us as human beings. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the times in my life that I've experienced change with people I that I spend time with, it is either due to moving or a pretty big life experience, you know, that that happens to me that just alters how I see things. So even going back to college when I studied abroad, which was one of the most life-altering experiences, but when I came back to college, man, did I struggle with that transition back because it had altered just me as a human so much and I struggled to relate to the people that I was spending so much time with before and it can make you
0: feel really uncomfortable. I know as a therapist, you deal a lot with sudden and traumatic loss. And oh, we've yeah. talked before about how a life altering event that's negative like that can also put you out of sync with everyone around you. Some groups can adjust. You know, sometimes those friends end up being everything, and some don't. They can't. Oh, yeah. You lose
1: a lot of friendships after a sudden traumatic loss because you just, the person you were the day before is different than the person you are the day after. And not every relationship has room for that kind of growth where when I read quotes like you make people feel inferior. Yeah, fuck off. Just fuck you, writer from, I won't even say it.
0: Yeah. But-
1: Fuck off because, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, when you have gone through hell or gone through a really difficult experience or say you're a woman who goes through a really horrible divorce and all your, you know, girlfriends, husbands or best friends with your ex-husband and you have to shift groups, you know, a lot of times that happens or you lose people. Because the relationship doesn't adapt after something really horrific happens.
0: And then we have just like the normal life-altering things that happen that we would consider good, like having a baby. Like I said, you don't have to be the first or the last in your group to have this really impact you and your ability to maintain a squad of friends. Look, I didn't have it in me. And if you didn't have the group of friends going into that stage, you're probably not going to have a group of friends during that first year when you're really isolated and you need them. And then you're building, again, a lot of us are building from zero at that point. And we don't have a community framework yet. So I think I talk to moms a lot about the fact that there's kind of a dead zone between when your baby is born and when they get to kindergarten before you once again have like a little pool of people that you are with that you might start to make connections with and you start to have shared experience, shared time, shared place. Now, again, like there are those rare people for whom grew up in the town. They went to college in the town. They lived in the town. Their three best friends from high school are still in the town. They all have babies together. And then those women post a picture of themselves on Instagram. They're like, mom and baby time. And you are sitting there alone with your baby going, what is wrong with me that Mm -hmm. I don't have this group of women, you know, like best friends raising best friends. And you're like, fuck, like I am so broken, but you're not. Like you are going through one of the most universal life stage changes. The fact that it's universal doesn't make it less hard, but man, it it does mean that you're not broken, you know? No. How our
1: brains operate. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll put in the show notes just a couple good articles, but even just reading about, you know, women who struggle with executive functioning, right? Or a little, uh, uh, arm raised over here, super chaotic in my brain, and out of sight, out of mind, it's easier for me to connect with friends right in front of me real hard when it's long distance. And I know it probably comes off a lot as I'm a selfish asshole who doesn't care,
0: which truly is not accurate. No. No. At all. Right. And that's why I really think the foundation of friendship is shared time and place. Yes, I love that. So if you don't have that, I mean, Jess, when would would you, when, like when in your life? I know what your life is. How would you possibly have the margin to be like, I'm thinking of this person with whom I share no time and no space. And I've been able to put together the effort at just the right moment when they're ready to receive it. And we're able to connect and say, like, what? No, I can't. You know, you might see that as a sign of, oh, I have a disorganized brain. And like, well, as women, we kind of all do based on everything that we're carrying, but I just think that's normal. I also think that our personality type has a lot to do with this. And I will tell you, one of the most liberating things in my own life and with a number of clients that I've worked with is just to take a basic Myers-Briggs test. We can link to this in the show, show notes. Oh, like we a should. 16. It's really, there's a fun one that's free. I, I don't know, it's pretty accurate. Even just knowing if you're an introvert versus an extrovert. Is incredibly helpful because you know what? What we are told culturally, we're, the messages that we are given are extrovert messages. You should have a large group of people. And to be fair, if you maintain relationships with a large group of people, they are probably not as deep. If you have, you can't have 50 deep relationships. You just nope. can't. Meanwhile, there's this whole crew of us. I mean, it's like, what, 40% of the population is introverted? I don't know. Don't quote me. A large number of people in the world are introverted, which basically just means that I get my energy replenished by being alone. And when I interact with people, I tend to have fewer relationships, but much deeper ones, right? Sometimes we think we're socially awkward and weird. You're probably just an introvert. You're probably a person who just needs to have a deeper connection. So like maybe you're really, if you don't feel good in a big group and you find out that you're an introvert, you can say to yourself, well, yes, that is a hundred percent spot on. Nothing about who I am was ever supposed to be a person who maintains a large number of friendships over the years. Because as an introvert, I need a few relationships, a little more frequency, a lot more depth, and then I need some time alone. I need to retake that test. I
1: haven't taken that test in so long. And I would be shocked if it didn't come up as I'm more of an introvert now than I used to be because I love to be alone I love my alone time and I love connecting I need a good balance if I yeah. have too much of one it I get really really burnt out or lonely right if I spend too much time alone shocking but i i don't like big groups it actually stresses
0: me out quite a bit people will say to me all the time like you can't be an introvert because you're very friendly I am very i am very friendly you're
1: like yeah I can like talk and it's fine
0: I actually i like to think of I like to think I'm very funny. (laughs) But then actually, you know what (laughs) happens is I'll be very friendly and social. Then I go home. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You are such a weirdo. Why did you say this? Why did you say that? I'm really tired. I need a nap. I'm never going to anything ever again. That's what happens. Or like, why did you overshare or tell that person your whole life story? Or why, you know. Or why did you get on that soapbox? That's my problem.
1: (laughs) Somebody will ask me a question and I'll have to like physically – and mentally be like don't get on a soapbox. Oh my gosh. Nobody wants to hear it Jessica. I don't do
0: soapbox. I do comedy show.
1: I love a good soapbox because oftentimes when I like to get on a soapbox, it's because somebody asks a question that is lacking any critical thought. Right. <laughs> so you're like let's
0: talk deeply about this please. You might you might exactly just be it. an introvert.
1: I'm total introvert. I really think I am. I'm going to take I'm going to take the test again. All right, you take the test, I'll take the test. Maybe we'll do a follow-up.
0: <gasps> Ooh, we should. Follow-up <gasps> episode.
1: Content. All right, so knowing that this messaging around female relationships, it's not going to change. Let's mm-hmm. we have to just accept that. Mm-hmm. I wish it would, but it's not going to. Nine times soon. So what can we do to not feel like a total weird outcast that
0: nobody wants to be around or not feel insecure about it. I mean, I hope that having this conversation, this just starts to get you thinking. I do know that I've over time made some space for the fact that feeling lonely is a universal human experience. And so I used to have a lot of self-feedback that when I felt lonely or alone, that that was bad or wrong. And now I'm like, uh, feeling lonely or alone is a universal human experience. There's nothing bad or wrong about me that I feel this way. It's uncomfortable. It's pointing me to what I want. I want connection, but it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. And that's the shift I want to make, right? Mm -hmm. It's not you should be a lone wolf or you should be in a group. It's we all need connection, but there's not just one type and there's nothing wrong with you that if you don't have this one type of connection. I think we have to allow for the fact that feeling alone or lonely or disconnected or even like I'm not meeting these cultural expectations is painful and we have to just allow that to be true so that we can come back with some of these thoughts. Well, let's think about it critically. Like why am I i not connected to the people that I knew when I was five. I bet there's 52 good reasons that have nothing to do with you being a failure. I love that. And I'll add to
1: that, stop defending yourself. Mm. You know, stop defending why you don't or why you do. Mm-hmm. Just put them this podcast, actually. Just, you know, afford them this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be like, listen to this, you know. <laughs> gonna Drop that in there. And, you know, I think that's part of it is we do contribute to the messaging yeah. of you should or shouldn't by defending ourselves versus just being able to own it and knowing that we're all different, mm-hmm. completely different in what we need and
0: want, and it's okay. And maybe starting to identify what you need or want. What does connection, what kind of connection feels good for you? Right, take that personality test. Identify if you're more introverted or extroverted, if you really do want that group, or maybe the truth is you're getting this message that you're all wrong for not having this group that your personality never wanted in the first place. I, I go to groups of things because I'm lucky enough I have kids in grade school, and so there's social opportunities that are presented. And i have found that I'm a person who can feel really alone in group. And if I don't have one or two friends that I'm closer to, I feel alone. Then it's starting to pursue the types of opportunities that you want. I do need a group of acquaintances and I like to go to events. Please keep inviting me. I might not show up, but please keep inviting me. I might say no. I don't. I have, fo- I have faux blow. I have fear of being left out. I don't actually care about missing out. Oh, I like that. Faux blow. Trademark. I- <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> yes. I know that if that's the only social interaction that I have, because I won't feel connected and happy and shiny the way I see groups of women being portrayed on Facebook or Instagram, I'll still feel like there's something wrong with me. So it's have the group of people that you see part of your daily life, but also maybe pursue opportunities to like see someone somewhat one-on-one. Find the social connection that works for you.
1: Exactly. No one size fits all. Mm -mm. So to the women listening who have also felt like there is something wrong with you because you don't have a squad, let us reassure you that there isn't. We all have different ways of navigating this thing that we call life. For some, that is alongside others who have known you for years. And for others, that is alongside a different group of women that show up during the season of, of your life that you just happen to be in
0: you've just finished an episode of the honest women podcast we are so honored that you would spend this time with us we have so much more where this came from and don't want you to miss a minute so please right now take a second to follow the show while you're there leave us a five-star rating and a review it's the best way to help other women find our show so they can join the conversation And if you have a friend who could use a little more honesty in her life and who couldn't, send this episode directly to her. Actually, send this episode to anyone you want to. Everyone's welcome here. We'll be back next Wednesday speaking some truth and feeling some feels. Until then, hang in there, ladies. This has been Honest Women.